You're listening to the Redefine Wellness Podcast. In this podcast, you will learn how to restore the body, renew the soul, revive the spirit, and repeat daily. For more information, visit the website at redefinewell.com. That's R-E-D-E-F-I-N-E-W-E-L-L.com. I'm your coach, Lindsay Wenland. Let's get started. Welcome to the Redefine Wellness Podcast. My name is Lindsay. This is episode 15, What to Do When You Give Up. Today, if you're listening to the day that I recorded this and the day that I published it, it is Tuesday, January 21st. 2020. And I can't help but be honest with you. (laughs) Usually what I like to post and what I like to talk about are ways and ideas to keep you going, to keep you moving forward. And today isn't going to be any different, but I do want to let you know that I'm preaching to myself at this point. You see, the beta 12-week intensive started yesterday. I have seven amazing women in the intensive. They are helping me go after freedom in their own lives, and they are helping me in the intensive with pointing out typos and I like it this way better or not so much social media or whatever. Because the thing is, is that I have my own opinion. I have my own way of doing things. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the way that I think, the way that I feel and what I like is the status quo. So I like to get different opinions from different people and... I also like to help them as they're helping me. To be honest, I was expecting some big thing to happen in myself and happen in my coaching and happen in my checkbook and all of these different things. I was expecting to feel that all of the trouble that I've gone through, all of the work that I've done, all of the pain I've struggled through, all of the miles that I've run and calories I've tracked and tears I've cried. And to be honest, I should have gotten on my knees more than I did. With all of those times that, let's just wrap it up and call it life, I thought that by now... I would be different. I thought that I would feel different. I thought that I wouldn't struggle with the same things that I struggle with and have been struggling with my entire life. I thought that I would come to a higher place because I've gone to the high tower so often that I would stop having to swim the moat and cross the bridge and knock on the big door to this castle of of freedom 
I thought that having good boundaries in relationships meant that I wouldn't get hurt. I thought that being a friend to everyone meant that I would have friends. The thing is, is that we all struggle. We all have ups and downs. We all have mountaintops. And we all live and walk and move in the valley more than we like to admit. So today's podcast is not coming to you from me on a mountaintop. Today's podcast is coming to you from me in the valley. I'm at a place right now where I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy with the way I've treated my body. I'm not happy with the way I feel in my skin. I'm not happy that I put weight on over Christmas and then I took it off and then I gained it back over a weekend. The things that I thought I was free from I can easily slip right back into. This is usually the point in my life and potentially other people's lives where they come to a crossroads. And they stand at this fork or they they come to this crossroads and if they go left, they revert right back to what they've always done They go back to the way they were eating. They go back to not exercising regularly. They go back to um, being on a prescription medication to handle something such as depression or anxiety rather than continuing going right and doing the hard thing. This is where I've lost all motivation. Call it Minnesota winter. Call it seasonal affective disorder call it the letdown from running races and achieving these things last year. To be honest, it's probably what I should call this episode number 15 is to be honest, dot, dot, dot. I think I'm just at the end of myself and I think I'm sick of myself. And so I want to preach to myself and let you in on what I do. You see, I've come too far to stop. I've come too far to give up. I'm so close to my goal that quitting is really just stupidity at this point. Giving up would be the dumbest thing I could ever do. And it would be something that I would regret for the rest of my life. So it's so easy to forget. And if you hear paper wrestling around, it's because I am a person that journals. I journal a lot. And sometimes there's something so poignant that I need to write down that I grab the closest piece of paper I possibly have. And then I throw it on a sticky note or I throw it up on my white thing, my whiteboard in front of my desk and I look at it repeatedly until it's in me 
until it becomes me. So we're going to go through all these notes that I have that I've kept over the last few months from listening to podcasts or reading in books or hearing a friend say or a mentor say or a sermon that I've listened to or a scripture that won't leave me. If we start with the scripture, I'm going to start in Proverbs 3, which if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you're still going to be like, dude, why is she still in Proverbs 3? I haven't stuck in a scripture or a chapter of the Bible as long as I have with Proverbs 3. There's something every single morning that I pray, I thank the Lord for the morning, I, I ask for conviction, um, for the Holy Spirit to convey things to me, I ask for convincing, I ask for revelation to come as I read the word. I ask for direction, where do you want me to go, what do you want me to see, what do you want me to study. And for the last five or six weeks I've been unable to get out of Proverbs 3. Every day I write down a line or 10 lines and I go back through it and I study it and I study words. And then the next day I'll go to the next line. My Amplified Bible I did not bring up. So I'm reading out of the NASB. So Proverbs 3 begins with my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. So that was Proverbs 3, 1 through 8, and that is as far as I've gotten in it so far this year and for the last six weeks. I keep reading it in different versions. I keep reading it in different times and different things are coming up to me as I go through. But I must start at the beginning because if I'm going to preach to myself, the whole thing is, is that I must remember that I must not forget the teachings that I've already learned. says Proverbs 3.1. It also says, but let your heart keep my commandments. The word let there is something that I pay attention to when I go through the word because it's an act of my will. It's not an act of remembering. It's not an act of not forgetting. It's not an act of writing something down and putting it on a sticky note and putting it on my mirror. It's an act of letting my heart keep the commandments from God. 
So we can go back into the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and we can talk about the Ten Commandments, but I live in the New Testament. I live in the New Covenant. I know the Old Testament. I know its stories. I know about it. But the age that I live in, the covenant that I live in, is the new one, and that's under Christ. Let your heart keep my commandments. The greatest commandment that Christ ever gave us was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if I am to let my heart keep that commandment, that means that I have to act in my own will, that I have to overcome the will of my flesh, the will of my fear, the will of my doubt and unbelief, and even the will of my bend to depression, my bend to giving up. That I have to let my heart keep the commandments. That I have to put the commandments ever in front of me, always reminding myself, always adjusting my compass, adjusting my true north to those commandments. Oftentimes, when I read the word, I ask myself questions. I believe the word of God is a mirror to me, and it is how I direct my life. It is where I direct my life, and it is where I rest. So if I'm adjusting my path to love the Lord my God with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength, and that begs the question of, in this season, in this moment, in this valley, am I loving the Lord with everything that I am? And if I'm honest, I'm not. I'm loving, wallowing in my mis misery rather than standing on the word of God. Something else has taken over the throne of my heart. And I think it's my own disappointment, my own doubt, and my own fear. Fear of failure, fear of success. Those are the tapes that I've been listening to. Those are the songs that I've had on repeat. And love your neighbor as yourself. That implies first, before I can love you, that I have to love myself. So am I loving myself? Am I treating myself with self-care as far as eating the food that I need to eat for my body? Am I stewarding my body well with giving it the nutrition that it needs, giving it the exercise and the sunlight, reducing the stress and giving it the sleep that it needs? Am I maintaining relationships Am I looking after my heart? I can't very well with a whole heart and a wholeness look after you if I'm not even looking after myself. So the word is a lamp to my path, a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And it's a mirror. And as I look in it now, I am not letting myself keep the commandment of Christ. So that's where I begin. Lord, how, how do I get back? How do I get back?
And it says by doing this, that it will add length of days and years to my life. And that by doing this will also add peace. So along with these other questions, what if I answered them? Yes, I do. And I am. And God is still on the throne of my heart. And I am self-caring to the best of my ability. And I am loving my neighbor. The next question is, am I at peace? Am I at rest? Am I struggling? Am I striving? Am I hustling? Is success more important to me? Is financial prosperity and wealth more important to me than keeping my eyes on God? Is there peace in my mind and in my soul? Or am I tossing and turning at night? Am I worrying and am I weary? Proverbs 3.3 says, do not let kindness and truth leave you. In the Amplified Version, it says, do not let mercy, kindness, and truth leave you. But let them define you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. If I am to let something define me, that means that it's in me, that I've let it overtake me, that it comes from me in everything that I do, see, live. That I live mercifully, I live kind, and I live in truth. That I walk in them as well. And that what you see in me should not be different. If I am to bind them around my neck, that means that when you look at me, that's what you will see that it rests right here, on my chest, on my heart, over my heart. And writing them in the tablet of my heart, I'm getting an image that that means that what was written on the tablet of my heart before, words that defined me, words that made up my makeup, and that I allowed to sit on the tablet of my heart, words like failure, words like stubborn, Words of, I doubt you'll ever do it. You'll never make it. You'll always be this way. What about words that someone speaks over you that you know at your core isn't who you are, but their opinion of you or their opinion of you because of what you believe or who you believe in or who you support categorizes you? What then? I still need to let and keep mercy, kindness, and truth on the tablet of my heart. Not offense, not defense, not hatred or anger. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In everything that I do, as mundane as the laundry, as fleshy as, what should I eat today, Lord? Bring him in it. 
Because I'll tell you, his thoughts are above my thoughts and his ways are above my ways. Therefore, I should go to my Father. I should go to the Holy Spirit and I should ask, what should I do? Where should I go? What should I eat? I'm not saying that he cares about what kind of clothes you put on your back, but I am saying he cares about how you spend your money, how you spend your time, what you're intaking, and what you're outputting. If I acknowledge him in all my ways, that means I'm acknowledging him in all of my decisions. And if he makes my path straight and smooth, that means he removes the obstacles. And it may be the obstacles or the things that are in front of you and the things that are in front of me look like obstacles. They look like barriers, but they're actually something that you and I have to break through. We have to renew our mind around. We have to revive our spirit around that. We have to go back to the word and say, what did God say about this? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I got to be humble. I have to have reverent awe for the Lord. Reverent awe. That means he is first in my life, no matter what. That means no matter the circumstance that's around me, no matter the, the, the balance in my bank account, no matter the difficult relationships in my life, God first, God only. It's me and him and him and me. Look at Jesus. He just wanted to be with the Father just wanted to be obedient to the Father. Because of the Father's love for us, he sent his Son. Because of the Son's love for the Father, he was obedient to the death. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. You guys, I need refreshment in my bones. Refresh here. And I'm pulling out my notebook just to restore, to strength, and to give animation, to revive, to renovate, to freshen up. To restore means to maintain by renewing, to supply, to replenish, to arouse and stimulate. To refresh means to run water over, to update, to renew. I am to become refreshed. I am to take refreshment. And God lays fresh provisions for me. To revive means to return to consciousness or to return to life. To become active or flourishing again. To restore consciousness. To restore from a depressed, inactive, or unused state. To renew the mind or the memory. To renovate is defined as to restore to former in a better state by cleansing, repairing, and rebuilding. To restore to life, to live, vigor, and actively. 
To replenish means to fill or build up again, to be nourished, to promote growth, furnish, to sustain, to maintain and support, to advance, cultivate, encourage, forward, foster, further, incubate, nurse, nurture, and promote. The opposite of these things is to discourage, to frustrate, to hinder, and to inhibit. Fearing the Lord, turning from evil, turning from the world, turning from the world's ways of doing things, from the world's way of thinking, is good for my bones. It's good for my soul. It's good for my mind. It's rest. It's not being baited out and tempted out to fight but it's also not being baited and tempted to be silent. We need wisdom in the words that we speak and the things that we do. And I can tell you the world is full of knowledge, but knowledge is just knowledge. The world, you can, you can understand things But to understand something, that means that you have to see it from both sides. You can have your knowledge. But until you see it from both sides, you cannot have understanding. And until you see it from God's perspective and actually apply it in your life and see what works and see what doesn't work, you can't have wisdom. Guys, we need knowledge and understanding and wisdom to walk out these days, to walk them out and to continually choose life in every circumstance, around every corner, there is life and death. We've already been given the answer that we must choose or that we should choose and we should choose life according to Deuteronomy 30. This is how I pull myself up. It doesn't feel like an adrenaline shot of motivation. It doesn't feel like I have a cheering squad behind me because honestly, I've felt more alone in the last few months than I have almost my whole life. But the thing is, is that I know that I'm not alone because the word of God says that he will never leave me nor forsake me. Even when I doubt that word, even when I have unbelief wrapped around that word, he's still here. He's still loving me just as he is to you. Whether you believe it or not, he's still there. Now, if I switch gears a little bit, I'm going to read some sticky notes and some notes that I've had written down because sometimes, sometimes the Christianese answer to everything is just pray more, just pray harder. And honestly, I would rather hear one word from the Holy Spirit than a book from a person 
I just need one word. And sometimes the word that I get is keep going. I'm here. Sometimes the only word that I need to hear is beloved. So a sticky note sermon. <laughs> Don't park at the point of your pain. The answer to your pain is in your pain. Your struggle is real, but decide to do it differently. Choose differently, think differently. The fear and the feeling of something is real, but it's rooted in the past, based on past patterns. You can move beyond it and you have permission to do so. I'm going to shift my focus from past. I'm going to move it to today. And I'm going to hope for the future. I can start over. I can begin again. I just have to go to God. I consult him first. I'm not going to wait to when I'm crowded in my mind and when I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to go to him before the last resort. I'm going to designate time to hear from my Heavenly Father. I'm going to stop putting expectations on myself that God himself does not even put on me. I'm going to go back to the basics. I'm going to throw off the weight and the sin that so easily entangles. And I'm going to run with endurance, the race set before me, fixing my, eye, my eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my fate. Before the joy set before him, and I was that joy, despised the shame of the cross. But he died on it anyway. And now he sits down at the right hand of God. Instead of looking at the problem of a situation, I'm going to look at the solution. Instead of having an I want statement, I'm going to have an I will statement. I'm going to be solution-minded and not problem-minded. My creator defines his creation. I am who God says I am. His definition of me is where I find my freedom and nowhere else. I'm going to make friends with failure. The only guarantee of failure will happen if I quit. If I learn a lesson in whatever I'm doing, then it's technically not a failure. I don't have to be strong, for I am already strengthened. I am to be a good steward of what he gave me. 
He gave me love, grace, mercy, kindness, and truth. He gave his Holy Spirit as a deposit within me. And I have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. I may be suffering, but I'm learning perseverance, character, endurance, and the fruit of all of those things is joy. I will not strive. I will rest. Rest is my weapon, and I will surrender within it. You guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. Again, I should totally rename this, if I'm honest. Right? Your mind is designed to stop you from being uncomfortable. Your life comes down to your decisions. You know what to do. Stop thinking what you need to do and just go do it. So today, January 21st, 2020, I preached to myself and whoever listened to this, I'm getting out of all or nothing thinking. I'm getting out of failure mentality and I'm gonna get on with life and living it. I'm going to keep moving forward. This might look like having to make some crazy decisions like signing up for a race or making a commitment to something that scares the heck out of me. And sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to put ultra marathons in front of us to get us out the door in January. Sometimes we need accountability groups the older that I get, the more I'm learning how much I need people. And that I am not an island all to myself. It isn't me and Jesus sitting in a boat out on an ocean, just living life. I don't learn anything from being alone. I don't learn anything and I'm not challenged in myself or in my relationships alone. It's the hard times, the hard things that help me grow. And I might butcher this scripture, but unless a grain of wheat falls and dies, it abides alone. But if it goes into the ground and dies, it will soon shoot up it will root down and it will reap a harvest of many, many seeds. So whatever seed I planted in you today, I want you to sow into somebody else. Take the scripture, take something you wrote down on a post-it note and lift someone else up. I can guarantee you that you know at least one person that needs to have a smile shared with them 
or a hug shared with them. I guarantee you there are people in your life who they act really strong and they act really tough. But on the inside, they're crumbling. You may know somebody in your life like me that loves God and loves the word and and just seems to be all right. But I'll tell you, we're all right because we've lived through so much. We're all right because we're used to the valley. We're all right because the mountaintops come and they do come and they're amazing and they're beautiful. And we learn so much and there's so much healing on the mountaintop. But you guys, you get used to the valley. And there's a lot of blessings in the valley. There are still sunrises and sunsets in the valley. There are naps by the streams, the brooks, and in the grasses. A sheep doesn't lay down unless he's safe and fed, right? Just let somebody know today that you're thinking of them that you see them, that you are here for them, that they mean more to you than whatever's on your phone, and that they're loved no matter what. My name is Lindsay Wenland. You can find more about me and whatever else it is that I do on redefinewell.com. You can find me on Facebook, Lindsay Wenland, or Redefine Wellness, M-N-L-L-C. I'm on Instagram. My personal training page is runlindsay, that's A-Y. Or for my business and my coaching, it's Redefine Well. I hope you heard something today that struck a chord with you that is going to help you keep putting one foot in front of the other. I hope that if you are in a valley that may this may have not taken you to a mountaintop experience at all. But just know that I'm here. As Kara Osborne, Wellness Witness, says, I'm in it with you. And the struggle may be real so is God. Until next time, keep moving forward. Thank you for listening to the Redefine Wellness Podcast. For more information on challenges, programs, how I can train you or the Redefine Intensive, please go to redefinewell.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at RedefineWell. If you want to follow me and my personal training journey with running and swimming and cycling and ultra and maybe even some recipes, I'm over at Instagram at RunLindsay. That's R-U-N-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Until next time, keep moving forward.